Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. That's joining us now in the midweek roundtable. It's Catherine Swift, former head of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, current spokesperson for Working Canadians, and Arthur Potts a management consultant in the emerging low-carbon economy, former Liberal MPP for Beaches East York. How are you both doing, Arthur Swifty? I'm doing great. Good to be here. I just realized that we're both farmers, and uh, that, that I, you know that, that's what gives us uh, cachet in this whole program. You, you, you keep telling yourself that, Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> well... I'm doing fine too, uh, but uh, certainly it's been uh, it's been crazy times, crazy times, and doesn't look like it's going to end anytime soon. Sadly, well, that's the point. Yeah, I was just having that discussion. Uh, you know, the idea that this is going to be prolonged for another three months. Some are saying it's going to be longer than that. They're just not telling us about it. I mean, could you maintain whatever it is you're doing now, uh, Swifty, for another? three to six months, or uh, what's your timeline before Intolerance says, I'm just going out and going to do my thing? Yeah, well, that that is the, the question. Um, I, I've been, uh, ever since I retired from CFIB, I, I still do some writing and whatnot. I do some public speaking, but I'm not doing any of that right now, obviously, because we're not going out. But a lot of a lot of things we can I can do from home, going outside to get a breath of fresh air for walks and so on and so forth. But I think it, it's it's sort of not really could you logistically maintain it. And mind you, uh, uh, an awful lot of other people, uh, you know, have jobs they're not going to right now and income they're not earning right now. And that's the real crunch. My, my kids are certainly in that boat, or, or, as are many of their friends. But at what point do people get mentally fed up and right. <laughs> just say, I don't care anymore. I'm going out. I'm going to do something I want to do because uh, I've just I've just had it now, and and that's that's always the the, the worry, uh, one of the worries in these kinds of situations. Well, that's what I was saying. You know, everybody reaches a breaking point. Uh, metal toughness is a nice thing to aspire to, but uh, after a while. Arthur, I mean, when the government, uh, I'm meaning the mayor and uh, Eileen Davila, the chief medical officer of health for the city, are saying, and even Justin Trudeau, uh, we can expect this to last several more months with these protocols. Uh, can you see yourself or everybody basically falling in line? That sounds to me like it's uh, asking yeah, too well, much. That sounds to me that this is a war effort. I mean, this is nothing compared to Second World War. This is going to be a war. It'll take three or four months, and it goes on for nearly five years. We're in that. We have to be in that mindset that we have to go as long as it is necessary. And we may get the testing. We may get a whole bunch of other protocols when we recognize how many people are immune that we can start going lax. But that'll be a medical professional decision. In the meantime, I think we just have to stick to it. We don't have a choice. We do, and I think too the the I, I you know we're all glued to the news these days. Although there's times you just want to shut it off and I don't know drink to excess or something or other. But but I, I saw a very sensible message from it. it happened to be the mayor of Bracebridge, and you know he was saying 
You know, the first few weeks of this, because they were talking about the notion of people going to their, you know, their summer properties or whatever, and, oh, don't do that, don't do that. But he was, he was very uh, reasonable. He said, you know, the first couple of weeks, people mobbed the stores, they, they cleaned things out, but then things have calmed down. People realize they're still going to be able to get food, they're still going to be able to get what they need, and I think these kinds of factors are the key ones, and, and it will contribute to people... Again, of course, it's a worrisome, horribly worrisome situation for everyone. But if, if you know that your basics are going to be met and whatnot, then that'll, that'll go a long way to calming the waters and hopefully giving people the uh, will to be able to hang in as long as it takes to get rid of this infernal, horrible thing. All right, but compounding the stress and anxiety, uh, you're saying people of means, uh, they can manage, might even have a summer property. Then there are, there are others in uh, the Naked City uh, for whom making the rent became an ordeal, today being April 1, as you know. Uh, Arthur, let me ask you, because uh, we've been discussing this in the run-up, too, uh, and we had somebody on uh, who actually was behind uh, you know, a rent uh, protest, withholding rent. Uh, Andrea Horvath was on with us yesterday suggesting up to $2,500 for four months in total. Just pay everybody's rent, take care of them that way. Would you favor uh, a tenant supplement of sorts? Or do you think uh, because it might even make the landlords whole? uh, Or is that a bridge too far? Well, it's not about making the landlords whole, although it's very important. I, too, am a landlord, and and I worry about uh, the capacity of my tenants, both commercial and residential, to pay their rent. Um, some are continue to be able to make money. Some, if they're receiving the benefits that Trudeau is, uh, the federal government is putting in 2000 a month, you know, part of that is expected to go to rent and, and people will work with that. Uh, so whether it's a direct subsidy, I think it's already there. And I don't expect that it'd be going directly to landlords. We have to work with people, particularly commercial tenants, because we want them to succeed. And if it means I have to forego a few months for a commercial tenant in order to see them through this that's something that we're in discussions about. Yeah, I also think that, uh, you know, building on what you say, Arthur, that we don't need a, a, a plethora of different programs to target different groups right now. We Because we, it's complicated. We know, you know, a lot of stuff has been announced, but the money hasn't started flowing yet. And different estimates are out there. Could be two weeks, could be three weeks, and so on. And every day is crucial right now. So I think the more sort of global programs we can have that give a base level of money to the the most people are preferable right now so that we'll at least be able to administer it and actually get the money where it needs to be fast. So what you're saying is the argument, uh, excuse me, Arthur, but uh, people are already going to get money through other means. So to suggest that tenants as the subgroup would need some special bailout, uh, that's a little too much to be expected. Is that well, right? I, I just think it's it's too complicated. And and tenants, of course, ten, of course, there's tenants going to be tenants in trouble. There's also people that are mortgage holders that are going to be in trouble. You know what I mean? Everybody's going to have their own issue. I would just rather see some straightforward, simpler uh, program that gives everybody X amount of dollars, and we can sort stuff out later. Yeah, I mean, it, it starts to look like the basic income pilot that we were trying to do with when I was in government. This notion that everybody should have a base level of income, which allows them the base necessitals, essentials in order to survive. And then we build up from that. So uh, you saw this with the federal program. They started off with a, a, everyone gets EI. But you know what? Uh, they broadened it. And then they broadened it just to small businesses. 
No, it's got to go to large businesses too. So one central program, it's all the same tax dollar, which is going to sustain people over the next three, four months, which is a crucial period to break the back of this virus. You know, when you mention that, and I've been following it as closely as most, I think, and uh, Bill Morneau was just reiterating some of the highlights in this Canada Emergency Response Benefit, a three-pronged approach, and uh, so that nobody falls through the cracks, including people in the gig economy who don't really have an, emplo- an employer per se. They'd still get 2000 a month up to four months. And But I'm thinking to myself, you know, and uh, if you've got a business that's shown a 30% drop in revenue, uh, year over year, you would qualify uh, for uh, a bailout as well. Now, there are pitfalls in this government lifeline, Swifty. I mean, I'm thinking of startups. I'm thinking of uh, businesses that may already be on the brink and were going under. Yeah. Do you still cast them a lifeline? Yeah. This, when I heard that 30%, I thought, oh, boy, here we go. Here we go. We've got a criteria. Somebody's going to have to evaluate it. Therefore, there's a big delay to do that kind of thing. I, I, I think they should have stuck. There's an awful lot of stuff in the leg, in legislation. It's been there for decades. There's the so-called Canadian-controlled, um, you know, private corporation, CCPC, which is what most small businesses fall under. Um, you know, there are already definitions out there. Why they couldn't have broadened it out to all of the businesses that are classified in other in other legislation as small and medium-sized business instead of this 30 percent thing is beyond me because it's going to add complexity and it's going to mean people fall between the cracks in the, in the small business. And we, we already know the small business community is one of the more vulnerable just because of the nature of, you know, what they do. Cash flow issues are hugely important, and they don't tend to fit in comfortably to other programs. So, yeah, when I heard that 30%, that, I thought, uh-oh, that's going to be a big problem. All right. Hang on, Arthur. I'm going to let you respond to that in full and add uh, another log on the pyre here. Uh, a recent study that's come out from the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, which, by the way, Swifty used to head. Arthur Potts, former Liberal MPP for Beaches East York. It's the Midweek Roundtable on The Oakley Show. And we'll- Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.